This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Now, we do need to go. We will be coming to Neil. We're coming to you next. Then we're going to be coming to Chris. Then we're going to be going to Danny because Danny's has to come back in. But first of all, we're going to go down under to Darren to find out which level of work he's currently shirking in order to make the quickly quickly make a call into us. Darren, sir, how you doing? If you come off mute. G'day, Pete. How you going? Hey, there we go. We're talking to Australia, hey. everybody. Watford winning actually, 3-2. Go on. I actually swapped my work from home days to today so that I could watch the game and... Get on the podcast for a change, which is nice. So, it's, yeah, the Tuesday night games are always good. So, Brilliant just don't stuff. tell the boss. No, hey, hey, trust it. Nobody's listening. That's fine. Just between you and me. So, so come on then. What did you think when you're sitting there thinking at the quarter past the start or half an hour, a quarter of an hour after the start of the game? You're sitting there thinking, I swapped my fucking work from home days for this. And then it changes. Well, come on, take us through the roller coaster of emotions down under. Well, not everything went to plan. My wife always insists I make her a cappuccino, so I missed the first five minutes, missed the first Norwich goal, got me cornflakes, watched the game, saw the second Norwich goal. After 12 minutes, I thought, Jesus, here we go. And we're in the process of moving house. So I'm watching the game, and my wife's moving some boxes around in the garage before she goes to work. She said, can you just give me a hand? I said, I'm watching the football. Yes, absolutely. She said, come on, it'll, it'll take five minutes. I go in there for five minutes, come back, 2-2, two, two, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Excellent. This is right. Let's make mental note of this. Right. Okay. Don't let Darren's wife pack wife. more boxes. Excellent. Good. Boxes. Okay. <laughs> and look, you know, anyone who's married can relate to that. Yes, you know, you've absolutely. always got to keep your wife happy if you want. You know, if you want to watch it. But yeah, I think overall we actually showed some fight, fight for a change, which was really good. And I think we're a better team without Backman. I know that might upset some people, but I really do. I think as a captain, his behaviour last week was just ridiculous. Why Livermore isn't captain is beyond me. Well, in the in the Watford Observer, either yesterday or today, might have been today actually, something in from from Andrew French saying that uh, 
Ishmael had come out saying he may have to review the captaincy in light of the number of bookings that, that he's got and the fact that, and he said something along the lines of, and don't quote me verbatim here, but it was something along the lines of once he'd left his penalty area to actually go and have to talk to the referee, he knew that he thought, oh, he's going to get booked. And it's like, well, if you're giving him the captaincy and he's the only man who can talk to the referee, then yeah, that's really, that's on the club and the management. So if they can do something to allow Backman to concentrate on the game if he's playing or look at look at alternatives, then that, that seems good. But it seemed a little less harem scarum. But hey, we're all bathing in the afterglow of a 3-2 comeback. What do you think of Espria's kind of composure with the with taking that goal at the end? For me, Espria... Um, was the man of the match for me. I thought his the way he thought. I mean, I mean, nine out of ten players would have just blasted it. But he just shows how good a football thinker he is. He took the ball and placed it. That I, I thought he was superb today. I really did. And as far as Backman goes, I don't want to go back. To, I don't want to go on about it. But yeah. Backman has, has never shown me any leadership qualities or shown throughout this season that he is fit to lead this club. Even Tom Cleverley on a bad day showed more leadership on the field. And that's what we're screaming out for. We really need a leader on the field. And until we get that, I really can't see us progressing further. As a club, you want to keep moving forward. But I think I'm always defending Watford because everyone here supports the global brands, the Liverpool, the Man United. And they, they sneer at me saying, why do you support Watford? I said, because I was fucking born there. It's in my blood. Why would I support any other team, you fucking numpty? Well done. So, um, so I'm always defending it. and But at the end of the day, I think this year more than any other has shown Ten years ago, the gap between the championship and the EPL was a river. Now it's the fucking Grand Canyon. Look how good Burnley were last year. I mean, if we'd have had a season like that, we would have been happy for that for a decade. But they've gone up to the Premier League and they can't even win a game. It just shows how far away the EPL is from the championship. So mm. if we have to spend a few years in the championship, I've said it before, I'm perfectly happy with that because we need to build a team that's going to take years just to be able to compete in the Premier League. So if we spend a few years in the Championship, I'm just enjoying the games. I'm enjoying the Leicester. I'm enjoying Norwich. I'm enjoying the big wins against Rotherham. And that's what being a Watford fan is about. You take the highs and you take the lows, but I really want to see this team build. And I can see signs that we are building, but I think we're not going to do it under Backman. I think we need more players like Espria before. I am worried that Premier League clubs will see Espria today and come swooping for him. But I'm really starting to see things that we are turning the corner. I really do. All those Watford fans around the world Stick with it. I think we're I think we're starting to build something. I really do. It might take a few years, but we'll get there. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Well, I mean, I said about this the other day. We were talking to Sunderland and Middlesbrough, and we said, how happy would you be if you had the same squad that you have now in two years' time without anybody coming, kind of the premiership coming and snaffling your best? And they were like, we're young, we're developing, you can see how much better we're going to be. And who knows, maybe some of that will happen. We're always going to be a selling and developing club in a way. But if you could kind of keep the stem together and actually improve over time, who knows? But yes, we will see. And Darren, I have to say that, and, and I'm putting the challenge out to all of our US listeners. We did this previously with Darren, and Darren is definitely winning the Sweary Cup. If you are ringing from, from abroad, nobody swears quite as well as somebody who is obviously living in Australia and knows how to swear and he does it fucking brilliantly. I love that very much indeed. Well, cut me off at the knees and call me tripod. I'm not going to argue with that. Well done. Well done. 
Oh dear, I can't finish it any better. Darren, sir, I hope you have a great day working from home. And don't forget, when, when your wife asks you to shift boxes, I, I, I've got a bad back. That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. It's the excuse that that, that gives all. I love that. Darren there in, in Oz. Thank you, mate. Lovely to speak to you. Let's get across to Neil. And then we will come to Chris and then to Danny. And then we're going to go into the five words and the long forms and all of that kind of good stuff. And thank you so much for everybody we saw down at the bunker, including the Cripses. I don't know what the I don't know what the plural of Crips is. It might be Cripses. It may just be Crips, and who knows? But lovely to see you both down there, Neil. Sir, hit your mute button. You know how to do such a thing. And then and then come on and let us know what you thought tonight. Rather good, not. Well, good evening, Pete. Good Hello, everyone. How are, you? how are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Comeback wins. Can't knock it. No, I, but one thing, Pete. I, uh, something I've always been suspicious of has been confirmed tonight. I used to, like, pre-match, listen to all the hype and read up all the stuff on various different newspapers, giving ideas of who was going to win, what formations and everything. Uh And I've decided the best pundits that I ever listen to or take any notice of now are the pundits that are always interviewed live before we start at Watford, about 10 minutes before kickoff. And that's our little mascots. Bless them, they haven't quite mastered the art of joined-up talking yet, but when you hear them asked, who's your favourite player? And they start saying, Jake Livermore. Then it's time to take notice. There you go. There you go. That's a, And that shows a level of maturity for a mascot, to appreciate somebody who can do the... Some people will call it the donkey work. Uh, the, the French call it water-carrying. But that defensive midfield position, I mean, he made it... He made it look supremely watchable today, didn't he? Well, once our mascots start mentioning your name, you've made it at Watford. There you go. There you go. <laughs> mascots' names, that's what we want to have. That's what we want to have. Who else stood out to you? We've spoken about Kone in the midfield area looking pretty good oh, today. He, he was fantastic. Right, so it, my analysis, right. it was a sort of start that I think shocked everybody. I don't think I don't think every, anyone was expecting that type of start from Norwich. So we were all up at the rookery end. We was we were shocked into silence. Basically, yep. we went quiet very quickly, and then obviously Kone got it back, and that was the that was a turning point where all of a sudden, instead in, in, instead of being like slipping away, we were back in it straight away. And then we went on and Rajevic squared it up for half-time. We went in at half-time and there was a lot of good positive applause from the referee end when we went in. And then we came out and then we just bombarded them during the, as what I call it, the, the go get them guys. That's, oh, you, uh, you, phrase, you got this phrase going on Saturday. I like this very much. The, yeah. the go get em gang, which included? Yeah, the go... Go get them, gang. Kone, he's one. Right. Asprilla, he's another one. And me mate, Kayambe, he's one. And when you get them, and, and you see it more when you're down the rookery end, when they're coming uh, in waves at you, they're coming at you like a landing force at Dunkirk. They're coming at you. <laughs> you, you can't see it during the first half because they're running away from you and they seem to be a long distance and they don't seem to be doing anything. But when you see them menacingly rushing at you and everybody gets on their feet, you know the ones I'm talking about. The midfield that doesn't keep sending it back. The mid, the midfield guys that want to come forward. Yeah. Uh, what, what obviously, Wonderful uh, Kone, stuff. It was 
what what was it came at you in in waves like like where was it well, the, I, no, Normandy it, it, landings was it? Was there? Yeah, oh. well, yeah. I actually said Dunkirk, yeah. but we were going the other way. Which Dunkirk. is where we go backwards. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Nor- Normandy landings. That's it, Peter. That'll You've do. corrected me. Corrected me in my historical. Yeah, Thorpe and all those uh, beaches. Yeah, no, it was a great night. The Victor night really was. Uh, we, you wouldn't think that after twenty minutes, but then it started turning and turning. And what really a lot of people will come away and think, yeah, hang on, this bunch of guys are playing as a team you you go behind you got to dig in you got to do something about it you got to at least play for a draw and get some points out of it and then all of a sudden you've played for that draw and then that draw has become a win and we got the three points they didn't get um you know the, the songs were hilarious uh two nil and you've effed it up yeah. <laughs> There's only one team in yellow, etc. It was a great night at the Vic. Onward and upward, off to uh, Hull on uh, Saturday. I'm going. It's my second away game. So yeah, and I think I think we'll take something this weekend. Excellent. Actually. Well, Neil, you get on there and you kind of make sure the go get them gang go get them again because that was very good. That was very good indeed. And safe journey there. Let's go to Chris. I don't think we spoke. Have we spoken to Chris before? Chris, sir, if you want to hit your mute button, there you go. How you doing? How you doing, mate? You okay? Oh, man. Honestly, thank you for the podcast. I've been really enjoying it. Oh, that's very kind of you. That's very kind of you. Did you get? Did you watch it on telly today or down at the uh, down at the ground? Sadly, I didn't make it. It was eight o'clock. I'm too far away, man. No, that's fine. So, how did you think things? You you get a different perspective from in in the ground, as we were just hearing from Neil. How did it feel? watching the game from the kind of the TV vantage point uh, after 15 minutes. And did did it flick like a switch? I'm worried about my blood pressure. (laughs) You and me both, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, suddenly it switched on. It it switched on. I've seen something positive today. Coming back from that, that, that's a good... I really enjoyed it. Good stuff. What did you think, if I may ask you, Jamal Lewis has been somebody who's kind of, I think a number of people, including ourselves, have been a little bit disappointed with him. But today, because obviously he's up against his old team, was that the best we've seen from him, kind of buddying up with Semmer? I mean, I felt like they really were shutting down that part of the pitch with Semmer. Semmer didn't get enough. He he was getting shut down from their Mm defence, and it was a difficult thing with that. Yet, Lewis did some impressive stuff today. For sure, good for stuff. Sure. Good, but for, for me, coming back from the after two goals in what was it, eleven minutes? Yeah, two, two nil. That that coming back from that shows something for me. Bit of character, uh, bit of character. It, and, and it and it switched on. It did switch on at, at the start. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I had my hand in my hands. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. You and me both. Um, and uh, but but. There is something there. They're they're cooking something. I believe it. I believe. Good stuff. Where do you think we could maybe get to this season then? Kind of overall, we're in and around mid-table at the moment. Do you think we can do anything to to, to push up or do you think we're in danger of kind of falling out? What are your thoughts on the season so far? I mean, rebuild, I don't know. Yeah, we can turn, we can keep turning on managers. We can keep turning on the owners. I mean, just support the team. And I see potential, and I like the players, so you just got to get behind them, man. Lovely stuff. Be supporters. There was I was listening to the I don't know if you've heard the uh, the Forever Watford or read the you know, Forever Watford the uh, 
the Elton John book that's out. And obviously, we've now got uh, Yellow Brick Road, where Occupation Road used to be. But one of the things in there was talking about Graham Taylor. And I appreciate we all go back and talk about Graham Taylor a lot. But one of the things he used to say was he, he referred to the fans as supporters rather than fans, because that's when it's all going wrong. That's what he wanted. He wanted people who would support the team and get behind him. So Chris echoes that beautifully in, yeah. in, in that regard. And also Graham Taylor would have hated this style of football. What, the 4-3-3 or the, uh, the possession kind of I stuff? No, man, just send it. Send it. Get it forward. Be a bit more direct. Exactly. Good stuff. Graham Taylor, look, Graham Taylor would have hated this style of play. That's all I say. Fair enough. Well, he did. He called out about kind of keeping possession when when that particular statistic doesn't tell you whether you've had it in your half or their half or where you've gone forward. And um, and what you but, want to see is, is those waves that you heard from Neil there of, of people looking to try to play or run or carry the ball or whatever it is forward ideally. Sorry, mate. No, sorry. Uh, but... I felt that our our, our defence has been better. Porteous was good today. I thought that we made mistakes. That's why we 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 lost the goal because we made a defensive mistake. Mm-hmm. But there was also some positives with our playing out from the back. It seemed a bit more solid. Good stuff. Good stuff. I agree. I think I think Porteous had a better game today when he was he was looking more kind of determined and less prone to just kind of making a challenge and going to ground all the time. He kind of stood up a lot more physically and metaphorically as well, which which was good to see. Good stuff, Chris. All right. Thank you so much. Lo- great no. to you. I've enjoyed your podcast. Thanks so much. That's very kind of you. Lovely to hear from you. Don't be a stranger. Do call in again. That'd be great. Now, let's see if we can get Danny, and then Harry will come to you, sir. Danny, we, we tried earlier on, but I think you were probably going through, I reckon, somewhere near, let me guess, Milton Keynes, and therefore the, it dipped you, out. You, you probably were correct. Yeah, we're almost home now. So almost oh, home. there you go. Oh, yeah. do you enjoy tonight? From after when we made it two one <laughs> onwards, yes, I did enjoy it. But yeah, cracking game. I've, I mean, that, that first bit of the first half, Jesus Christ, that's probably the worst we've been all season. Yeah. But you, you've got to say this: Watford team, they made it still now. They they don't look, they they all rolled at their speeds. Right, no, come on, let's do it. And for me. The man at centre of that was Jake Livermore. Absolutely just get, got that team together. Right, come on, lads, we can do this. And for me, he was Colossus in that midfield. Ishmael Kone, Kiembe, all brilliant today. But yeah, superb cut. Is that habit? Us being Norwich, well, I think nine games will be eight, eight times out of the last nine games. So I think, didn't they? They hate the sight of us at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about... We, a lot of people have said, give Livermore the armband or he deserves the yeah. armband. Does he need the armband that's, to be that's a what I'm thinking. I don't actually think he needs to, needs to because we, we, we can see on the pitch how much of a lead he is and people like him probably don't need a captain's armband. For me, at the moment, you probably stick with Hoot at the moment because, again, Hoyt was, yeah, I mean, he, he was quality again tonight for me. I'd, I'd, I'd keep it with Hoyt because it, it's quite clear that Batman cannot continue as captain. He can't. So for me, I mean, Livermore, yeah, I'll completely understand if he is captain, but he doesn't need to be captain because he's such a leader in that midfield. But I would keep it with Hoyt, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, that's fair enough. I thought Hoot's passing was a little bit off 
in I mean every, yeah. everybody's everything was off in the first 20 minutes wasn't it yeah but he, he took yeah, a little yeah. time but then in the second half when people were kind of running towards him he has this wonderful way of and it's a little bit it's a little bit John McClelland-esque and I, I appreciate some older fans will be sucking air through their teeth as I compare him to John McClelland but he would uh, almost run alongside them and just kind of the ball would just basically hit his leg and then he'd just carry it away yeah um, I do think that a big thing that because he's obviously he's left-footed, we've got a left-footed player on the left centre half. Whereas previous years we've had literally two two right-footed players in the two centre half. So obviously a right-footed player playing on the left centre half is naturally always going to try and get it on the right foot. But having yeah. Hoyt for that balance, it, it's perfect for us because if in danger he can hook it down the line, and he, he's not scared to use his right foot either. We won't mention the commentary own goal, but <laughs> yes, very yeah, good point. We, we won't mention that. No, um, no, no. But no, honestly. I think you, you've got to say that I think the last few years I think Hoy has been probably our best centre half, and you go you go credit to credit to the owners for finding him because he's he's a brilliant centre half at the moment, first brilliant, brilliant leader at the back as well. Yeah, I think he's grown into. He looks like he's yeah. growing into the club, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's always a time when people come in and kind of have to adjust, and I think we probably underplay how much yeah. adjustment somebody coming in from abroad. Even though he was obviously at Southampton before, etc., but he seems to be comfortable yeah. in the club now. And yeah. obviously, for, for those younger players like Aspria, as we were talking about earlier on, such a period of adjustment. Even so, for the, for all of that, I, t- I take it. Are you, are you going to be uh, hull bound? Of course, yeah. Me, me and the missus, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Well, we yeah. the as we speak, the uh, the hull opposition view. We spoke to uh, to hull and back podcast yesterday. It should be up and available, so if anybody wants to listen to that at any point between now and Saturday, it's all there and available for you. Apparently, we found out this yesterday, that Hull has the smallest window in England. Smallest and window? The smallest window. Building? Just a random window that's the smallest, is that? Pretty much. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? It, it, yeah, who knew that was a thing? It's, yeah. It's very small indeed, or very kind of thin. And it's, Do you uh, have any more information of like where it is, or...? Yeah, it's what, on. A, what it's on or? <laughs> well, it. We kind of asked. We talked to him about saying, "Look, whereabouts is it?" There's a place called the George, and George. it's called a window. I looked at it, and I just think it looks like a building error because basically, mm. it looks like two breeze blocks that don't quite come together. And I think the tourist yeah. trader are milking it for all it's worth. But we were asking him, "What did Hull have to offer?" And the smallest window was one of those things. So there you go. See if you can find that on Saturday. Yeah. I'll have a look for it. I'll have a look for it. But, Wonderful but, stuff. But if, you, if you're saying it's that small, then it's going to be hard to find, surely. Oh, I, I, I presume so. I don't honestly think that many people will be looking for this because uh, having seen a picture of it now, it looks really quite unimpressive. But if you if you Google yeah, Hull, yeah. smallest window in England, it'll show you it. Why you would go and look at it, I have no idea. Yeah, but it's the kind random, of thing that we yeah. do. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Ra- random <laughs> is what we do. Random is what we do. Yeah, yeah. This is all good stuff. This is all good stuff. Danny, sir? Have a great uh, trip and a safe trip, most importantly, yourself and Becky. Lo- yeah, lovely to see care, you guys the other day, and we look forward to seeing you down at the bunker very soon. Let's get across yep. to let's get across to Harry. Cheers, mate. And see what Harry thought of of today's, this evening's events. Harry, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Good, all right, mate. All right. Uh, uh, three, two, comeback, glory, uh, kind of all happy, etc. What did you, What did you think of tonight? Yeah, I thought it was good. I actually went to the uh, the Leicester game on Saturday. It was the first away game I've gone for quite a few years, actually. So I don't, I haven't actually listened to what everyone else's thoughts were. So I know from what you've said, they were pretty poor. But well, one thing which I, because I went with my partner and my dad and a few friends, and uh-huh. I actually thought. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. For the game, we looked quite defensively solid. Yep. Which I thought was pretty shit tonight that we started off so shaky. I really didn't think that we were going to start so poorly. But then I think we kind of brought it back. And I think the the persistence which we had today by actually trying to... It didn't work at the beginning, but we really did try carry on playing through the fullbacks. And I think even though Hamer was a bit shaky, we did try play the ball through the centre a lot more. That allowed us to pro- progress the ball quite well eventually. Yeah, no, very good, very good. I, he was letting the ball come in a little bit further than he did the game against Rotherham, but that might have been because Rotherham weren't really kind of pressing very much. So they were kind of pressing up and then he was kind of playing it out a little bit. And like, and it just felt like the whole game just turned on that goal. I don't want to make it sound so, so simplistic, but it's it just felt like everything kind of just rotated and it was like, ah, now the confidence has literally been handed with this goal across to you. Mm. And then everything and everyone, including Hamer and everybody at the back, started that momentum tilting. We all know that happens with football because it's probably one of the main reasons why everybody falls in love with a game. Because as a neutral, you can watch one side being gubbed and they come out at the second half and then the kind of thing that we saw to, today can happen. It can, it can reverse back again. But you know, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I thought... I thought with that, I think we've had a, I know a few people have said that our strongest midfield is now this free. And I think that really showed tonight that it allowed Hamer to play the ball through the centre and yeah. it allowed like Livermore to turn, Kmbe and Kone were got forward. And I feel that if we could try and get a bit more consistency with with Andrews, with maybe Esprit and more than Tom Ince, we'll start seeing that sort of those passages of play like we are seeing with, with Lewis and Semmer. But yeah, just the only thing I was going to add, and I know a lot of people have said tonight how important Livermore has been, but I think one thing which i just like to add with Livermore, which which I'm sure others might see, is the off the ball, the, the amount of praise and constant motivating mm-hmm. that he's given to other players, I think that's going missing. You, you, I think that work off the ball and I think players' heads can drop but having him in the centre there the amount of motivation that he gives to players but sometimes just need that pick up and that's what can, has really got the team going like a, that engine in the midfield from like a mentality perspective Brilliant There's, there was a book called The 90 Minute Manager and it- it was a torturous book, to be quite frank, and it was all about kind of like business lessons from sport and, and sports management. But the thing that I liked the most was there, there was a piece from Alex Ferguson, and we, we all think about Alex Ferguson as the hairdryer and this incredibly kind of aggressive Scotsman with a red nose all kind of bollock everybody left, right and centre. His single kind of credo, if you like, across everything was for every recommendation you give two commendations. So mm. what he's saying is every time you say, don't do that, do this, say, well done, twice. 
because otherwise the people you're talking to if all they ever hear you say is do this or change this or don't do that do this do that they kind of tune out and they won't listen to you but if you actually kind of pepper it occasional things in with kind of exactly what you just said that positive communication that positive kind of reinforcement as well as obviously leading by example which he did today that's where you really get to see kind of some difference and in fairness I think at the start of the season a lot of people looked at it and went oh okay all right so we brought him in we'll kind of the jury's out and it took us a long time to bring him in to to play I remember he had the one game against Stoke where everybody played iffy against Stoke to be quite frank and then after the last or the last but one now I suppose international break he'd come in and he seems to be suddenly be either trusted or he's gained a level of fitness or a level of understanding just within himself because he's an experienced pro he probably knows when he's ready to play and he's just been he was the difference I think or or one of the pivotal differences after the last international break and let's hope he does the same today I think it's um I think it's added so much confidence to Kone's play because I think a a few weeks ago when Kone done that incredible ball forward and got the assist I think Every other player ran to the goal scorer, but Livermore was was the only player that went to Kone. And I think that's given a lot of confidence to the players around him, which hopefully just like, yeah, just continues. Brilliant stuff. Mentoring, mentoring. That's what he needs. And that's probably why he doesn't, as we just we were just chatting about, that's why he probably doesn't need the armband. He can absolutely mm. carry it. And then some, but but brilliant stuff. Harry, sir, lovely to hear from you. I hope you're well and hope everything's going good. Let's see what happens. Cheers, mate. Let's see what happens with with Hull on Saturday and see where we take this from. Okay, guys. Well, look, let's just finish off with the uh, with the five words and the long form so that everybody gets to... Uh, everybody, we want this place just to be where you come and have your say in whatever way, shape or form you wish. It was lovely speaking to, as I mentioned, all the people down the bunker and all of the people who, who sent us in very nice kind words etc but this is all about you guys this is all about just sharing what everybody wants to say so let's get to the five words Carl Campion says cesspit warm up Tuesday night absolutely Maximilian uh, Samu we tried to get on earlier on but uh, yeah the uh, it wasn't quite working for us he said what just happened that could be a season defining game fans and players now believe scary first 20 but quality second half and the finish from Aspria was very special Colin Smith hey Cole says that was never in doubt Colin, you speak with forked tongue, sir. Uh, Gary says, the most bizarre 33 minutes of football I've seen at the Vic for ages. Carl Gampion all then says, Norwich City peaked too early. Oh, yeah, they did indeed. They weren't very happy with with Mr Wagner. As we said, when we'd spoken to them beforehand, the jury was more than out on him. Mumbling Death Row says, hello, sir, says, cold shower, then warm bath. I like that. That's very good. Mikey Abrahams, dancing star, boy seals victory. Alan Lathwell, we heard him at the start. A game of two thirds. Oh, that's good. I like that very much. Vakum Bio, great win. I'm very happy. Carbs, we saw. We, uh, I saw Carbs was on earlier on. Hey, Carbs, how you doing, mate? Says uh, Jake Livermore. What a performance. John Parslow, Livermore's booking tackle ignites comeback. Oh, was that the reason for it? It wasn't the goal. Wow, whoever, whatever. Chris Bones says. What a load of shite. Thanks, Chris. Chris is always irreverent and I enjoy it immensely. Roy Cripps. Ah, one of the Cripses. Oh, I met. Lovely to meet you. I met Peter on the stairs. You warns in brackets lurker. It was wonderful. He said, uh, Peter, he said, I'm a lurker, which always I like, because obviously we have listeners, we have lurkers and we have contributors. Simon Parkins says, it's a funny old game. 
with a winking Jimmy Greaves emoji. I like that very much. Hampshire Hornet, Golden Boy, Smash Palmer Violets. Palmer Violets, that's good. Willie Eck is like, hey, Kane says a slow start, but deserved. Alan's back again. He says, Cone, KMB, Livermore, midfield, masterclass. John Parslow, build a statue for Gino. I don't think we're doing that just yet, John. I don't think we are. It's all right for, for people to see a win and say, I'm still Gino out. And if... Uh, and the reverse, they can still see a win, still see, see a loss on Saturday and say, I'm still Gino in. Either's, either's fine. Gareth says, new steward, very thorough, touching. Now, I do have to say, well said, Gareth, I was basically walking in with food and with drink and the, the, the reception from the mob-handed stewards at the family enclosure, at the family stand, I have to say, was less than clever. We heard from Carl earlier on saying some of that bit is being addressed and very rightly so. But again, tonight from the uh, from those guys, it was less than the customer experience. I think that that Watford should be uh, should be paying these contractors for. Watford FC Sweden says love a skillful Brazilian winner. Yeah, especially when he's from Colombia. Ryan Cripps, there you go. There's our other Cripps. There you go. Only one team in yellow. Yes, that that did rather come back and bite them on the ass. James DJ says Delia served canary pie using only four words. Excellent. Richard Fairbanks, ridiculous to sublime. Watford polarity. That's good. Richard, Richard, uh, I'm doffing my hat to you there, if I were wearing one. It's a metaphorical hat, but I'm doffing it nonetheless. Dr. Dicky Sutton says Val Ball is back. Amazing 60 minutes. Good Dicky, and I hope you are over your uh, your travails from Saturday. That was dreadful when when somebody basically was having a go at Dicky, basically for applauding Hamza Chowdhury. Just ridiculous. Rich was there. A win's a win. Good night. He wasn't there tonight. Harry, we just heard from him there, said most dangerous scoreline in football, 2-0. Quite right. Gary Selwood, must learn to bloody defend. Louis Tashira, annual win over Norwich. Tick. Mark Carpenter, bloody hell, that was madness. Yes, it was, but wasn't that the kind of bonkers stuff that you love from the championship? I'm not saying you don't get those kind of results in the premiership, but you don't get those results in the premiership. Norwich City are certainly not mustard, says Steve Hall. Peter Elson says Livermore, Hoot, Semmer, Kone, excellent. Steve Hall back again. Kone for man of the match, question mark? I, when, when they said Livermore, I just went, yeah, can't argue with that. But I think Kone, for me, it would have been the, the two of them. I thought they were I thought they were excellent. And I think Kone um, gets in that man of the match kind of twosome for being the catalyst for me that changed it. But, you know, John Parslow was saying, no, it was a a booking awarding tackle from Livermore. So I'm stand, I'm always prepared to be corrected. Smitty, deserved win after awful start. Alan Lathwell back again. Two steps back, three forward. He's on fire tonight. That's very good. Alan WFC, Harrod Allen Abe says, Livermore masterclass, boss the midfield. Silgerman, hello, sir. I love in effing, I effing love comebacks. That's very good. Vinny, hey, Vinny, Livermore captain, mañana, por favor. <laughs> he wants him, he wants him captain, and he wants him captain tomorrow. Natasha Wright, home win been emotional with a wonderful Vinnie Jones. It's been emotional from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Peter Joyless Jones, how typical Watford was that? Yes, it was. Daniel Owens, let Wes keep the armband. I kind of agree with that. I just don't think that that, that Jake Livermore needs it. I don't see what you're going to... You, you saw a captain's performance there without it. But Melody says, shit day, but great result. Oh, Melody, I hope your day gets... well. In fairness, there's only about 12 minutes of it left. I hope tomorrow is better than today. That's the way to take it. Dan Harvey. Hey, Dan. Says, we love coming from behind. 
It's too dangerous to go on to that one. Skylar Rose says, worst 25 minutes from us in a long time. Credit for the fight back, though. And what a goal from Kone. Esprias was class as well. Norwich did well at first, then remembered that they are obligated to hand us six points a season. Halfway there, guys. Good to bounce back with a win after Leicester. Excellent. There's Skylar Rose once again, systematically ignoring this whole five-word nonsense. Jimbo says, a spree of goal. Sexy as fuck. Paddleboarder says, 1881 movement, boo boy, silence. Ooh, who was that? Who was that? I don't know. Need to know about that. It's time to go, says uh, players rescued Ishmael big time. Simon Watford FC says, worst 20 best 70 of the season that's nicely put Slatan hey is that and says Norwich burnt themselves out after 20 minutes then we took over soft tail why always the hard way for the same reason that my son said why aren't you a Man City supporter why can't I just follow Man City because then this wouldn't mean anything it'd just be another win it makes the difference because the, the peaks are higher because the troughs are lower Vince Smith says Kone excellent eating humble pie Michael Seals, Man City do a Watford. Oh, really? What happened then? I didn't. I haven't seen that result. Rob C. Index Jesus Hallow says, says transition season continues. Keep faith. Labada Fawood says uh, scary twenty minutes. Oh, never mind. Peter Lee says early tweets age terribly. <laughs> yeah, they do tend to, don't they? Jack Foster says not available in the states. What? You couldn't get that in the states? Oh dear. Mark Valentine says Canary's choking Watford goal mine. That's good. Mark, Mark, sir, That's a, th- there's so much metaphorical doffing of caps, it's quite frightening. Matthew Burns says, best what f- uh, team performance in years. Ash Furby says, uh, uh, poor start, showed character and won. Rob, we heard from him earlier on, said, yes, goals do change games. Matt Burns said, back again, can we have more Swiss Tony? <laughs> yes, he was, wasn't he? He was like, yes, well, it's, it's another one. Last time he was going on about how he was a six and occasionally getting sevens, and it was very strange. Matthew Kennedy, Ashley Barnes, changed that game. <laughs> Matt, Matt, well done, sir. Well done, sir. If you're looking for your tongue at any point, I would suggest it's probably firmly in your cheek. Reverend Paul Bartlett says, haters gotta hate, great win. A delightful Deco says, another win without Backman. And Don Pister says, Livermore, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> that's nice. I like that. I like that very much indeed. I do like things very much indeed, because that's just the way I am. Right, let's get on to the long forms before we kind of, uh, before we see out the guy. Gary said, has anyone texted Mrs. Wendover to tell her Greg is coming home happy? Oh, gee, yeah, that's true. Well, he was, he, I think he was all for having uh, Jake Livermore join in some kind of, Strange Buckingham base menage a trois. I wasn't really going to probe any further. Melanie said, was hoping to get there tonight, but my car was given up. Oh, no wonder. This is why your, your day's been awful. I'm supposed to start a new job on Monday, so it's not ideal, but happy for the result. Well, good luck with the new job. And, uh, and, and absolutely, we got the result. That's the important thing. Not chance... Not what for chances. I'm guessing the stat about coming from two down isn't taking into account Wolves in the FA Cup. Ah, this is a very good point. I did say league when I said about West Ham, but I don't know if we thought about that. But you're absolutely right. Wolves back to three two is let's face it, probably the ult- one of the ultimate comebacks if ever there was. Colin Smith says if we keep opposition shots down to ones directly at the keeper, then Hamer may be the solution to our keeping woes. The first two Norwich goals. I've never seen a goalkeeper dive full stretch and land on the same spot twice. John Parslow then says, And when Watford was good, they was very good. But when they was bad, they was horrid. And we certainly were. Now, Wendover is sending me over things. What is he doing? There we go. These are pretty good stats from the number nine. Now, what I have in front of me is a table 
of top scorers in the uh, in the championship, and it's got it's got Ryevich on seven and scoring. There you go, minutes per goal, 117 minutes per goal, which is basically a kind of a, a one in two kind of ratio, which used to be the old kind of uh, the, the old benchmark for it. So that's very good indeed, and that's from 15 games, and of course. Those 15 games, he hasn't started every single one. He's come off the bench quite a lot. Collins back again, Colin Smith. I think that on the whole, all things considered, there is now weekly a small but constant improvement in the team, their determination and performance in each game. Obviously, it's still a roller coaster ride. Like tonight, going back even a short period, we wouldn't have won tonight. That's A lot of people have, have said that. Last season, this isn't the kind of thing we'd have seen. Cohen, Hornet Cohen, hey, he says, when people say Hamer over Backman, surely they can't be serious. If Backman wasn't captain, he wouldn't be called out so much. Complaining about his distribution is a joke, considering Hamer doesn't even take his free kicks. There you go, standing up for Danny Backman. There you go, good to hear it. Dr. Dickie Sutton says, best comeback win I've seen in the league since Blackburn away, 2000 to 2001. We were two down after 15 minutes in that one but went on to win 4-3. Happy days. Good stuff, Dickie. I'm glad to hear you're having a better day. Louis Tashira says, first 20 were poor, but a good recovery after. Livermore, Hoot and Kone were excellent and got us moving forward when we won the ball back, beaten a poor side, but it's a performance that will hopefully give us confidence going forward. When was the last time we won from 2-0 down? I think we've done that one to death. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly sure we think it was probably either either Wolves or sometime around. That was fine. The Big Lebowski, by the way, it's Blue Cheese's birthday this time last year. What? What on earth is that about? Alan Gremlins are back. Yes, everything was going wrong. Livermore is our Barclay or Townsend. Crikey, there's all sorts of things going on. Let's have a look at this one. Uh, uh, Gary said, Hamer or Batchman <laughs> for, for, the new, for, few, for the next few games? Well, we will see, but it's... Hamer's come in, yet the first 15 was odd for everybody, but, you know, that's just the way it is. Loser is finished at Watford, I think, says Alan. We look a lot better having, shall we say, lesser technically gifted players who are prepared to work hard. Because if it's not working for you, as it absolutely wasn't in that first 15 to 20 minutes, Keep working hard, play for it, rather than necessarily being able to kind of just do something silky all the time. And at the end of the day, we heard about kind of the, the point about that goal from Kone. Did it get a touch or could the keeper have done better? Actually, it came down to to fierceness of, of the shot and the pace that it was shot in at. And we just ran harder and worked harder. And we talked about Norwich's tempo at the start and how we didn't live with it. But the only thing you can do is kind of try and stay in the game and then turn it and turn it until it's going back the other way. We kind of did that. Watford's finest. I'd laugh to myself the recent stewards incidents thinking there's literally no need to have any engagement with them. But this evening, following being searched, was then asked to remove my beanie-style club-branded hat. What a joke. Bog off, mate. It stayed firmly on my head. Well done, sir. Well done. Yeah, there, there is an issue there and it's just silly and it's just insidious and it's not needed, to be quite frank. Everybody is coming along and part of the part of the whole club experience has to be getting on with everybody who is there and being nice to people who were there. If we go back to what is at the DNA and what we're constantly told about the DNA of the club, the modern club from the late 70s and the early 80s, and anybody who was following football in and around the time will know that cages were springing up. Basically, football supporters were literally 
treated worse than livestock are uh, these days. They were literally put into things called pens and you couldn't see the pitch for the kind of the railings and the uh, literally the cages that you were sat in. The DNA of Watford went the opposite way. It opened it up. It absolutely made sure that was never going to happen. And Elton John and Graham Taylor were at the heart of that because fundamentally they knew that if you treated people like animals, they might act like one. If you treat people with respect, you should expect respect back. And surely that's where we should be with the stewarding and with the match day experience. Surely that should be the aspiration for the club and surely nothing less. Melanie says Livermore is our Barclay or Townsend. Well, Carl, no, no, don't say things like that. She also says, excited by mistake, and now I can't rejoin. Bake Off final it is then. Oh, I see. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, Bake Off. Charlie Pod, here he goes. He says, five-word review, this could be a catalyst. Yes. It, well, oh, well, let's hope it could be. Let's hope, let's hope it wasn't just the goal is the catalyst for the game, and hope, but hope that exactly that this game could be the catalyst for the next batch of games that we've got between now and going into the kind of that all-important Christmas kind of shake-up where things happen. And sorry, mate, try to get you on. Did you even hear my music? No, I'm sorry, mate. Um, that was rude. He says, I'm sorry. I do apologise. Nothing was quite working. It's been, it's all been a bit odd recently with Twitter. My apologies. Guys, we're just coming up to the uh, to, to midnight tonight. Thank you ever so much for everybody who has rung in, who has contributed, who has listened, who has lurked, and anywhere in between. It is genuinely just a joy here. We just try to make sure that all we want to try to do is give as many people a, a, a voice as we can. Let's just see if what off... Now, hold on, let me just see if we can get one person in. I'm going to see. I don't think it's working. Vinny, can you speak to us, sir? No, it doesn't seem to be wanting... It's got errors adding. Sorry, Ant, I can't get you in. Trying to get other people in. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So we're going to call it. We're going to call it to a halt here tonight. For the, uh, it was a good comeback. Uh, do we want to go behind? No, of course we don't. Would we all ha- be happy with a three 0 win? Yes, but would it linger long in the memory? Maybe not. So we've got a game. We've played well for seventy minutes. We need to kind of see if we can't kind of go into Saturday, probably with a harder opponent in Hull. They seem to have uh, uh, a little bit more about them. They seem to have more game changers or game winners potentially off the bench, although one of them is two fans, so we'll see which one of those turns up. And we'll take it from there. And we'll take it from there. But thank you so much for everybody who was down the bunker, everybody who was uh, uh, listening, lurking, contributing, and listening, because why not? But anyway, we hope you've had a good evening and hope, hope your day gets better, Melanie. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.